Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hi. Okay, it is, as I am recording this, it is the evening of October 15th, and I have my September spending recap for you. So that's actually not that delayed. The thing is, I really only record podcasts on Sunday night, so the 1st of October was a Sunday night. I wasn't ready to do my September spending recap then. I didn't have the mental and emotional energy to do it last Sunday, so we're doing it this Sunday, so it's totally fine. It feels a little late, but I think it's okay. So a couple things about September. September was a very spendy month. We spent $13,000. That doesn't even include our mortgage, but I will get right to it. A a big chunk of that, about 5,500 of that was vet bills. I talked on previous episodes and I shared on Instagram. We had a really scary, awful situation with our dog and he spent a couple nights in the hospital and it was really expensive. And then that's not even all of it. Like another thousand dollars hit in October with follow-up appointments and some additional medication. So I, I mean, I'm getting, I'll get into it. The whole breakdown of the month, but I'll just say whenever I talk about the costs of vet expenses, I, I always get a question or two about pet insurance. I have never purchased pet insurance. I think a lot of it is helpful. I think a lot of it is not helpful. My general rule of thumb is that I don't purchase insurance for things that I can afford to pay for. So like I don't buy the insurance for my phone because I can afford to just replace my phone if I break it. Now I haven't done the math. Maybe I'd been, if I'd been paying health insurance premiums for this dog for the last 15 years, it would have paid for for what I just had to pay (laughs) for the vet expenses. But in general, like insurance companies don't write insurance plans that are going to pay out more than people pay in. I mean, that's how insurance companies make money. The idea is that a lot of people pay in, they pay all their premiums in, and then the claims that they pay out are less than the premiums that they took in. So I, I, I feel like I hear a lot of people say, oh, I always get the pet insurance because it pays for itself. And like that, that can't be true or else the pet insurance company would go out of business. They can't be paying out more than what you're paying in for everyone. So it's either that they're not going to cover some things or they're just relying on the fact that some people have purchased this and are going to continue paying for it and won't file a claims. Like that could be part of their business model. But in any case, I'm not anti-pet insurance. I just have considered it and decided that I'm not going to make that purchase. So... Anyways, okay, let's get into September. Clearly my biggest expense for September was pet stuff. About $5,000 was vet bills. There was the hospital stay. There was medication. There was another separate vet appointment before all of this happened, the whole thing. And then there is $300 in pet supplies. And this is basically me dealing with my emotions and grief about (laughs) being worried that my dog was going to die by buying a bunch of things that we probably didn't need. (laughs) Like I went and bought some new blankets at the thrift store and I bought a new bed and some new toys and all these things that again, probably not necessary, but made me feel like I was taking even better care of him. I did that. Oh, and then about $90 was a dog walker. So that was before, (laughs) clearly before. Once he got sick, then we we didn't really leave him at home alone after that. But earlier in the month, we hired a dog walker for a couple of days that both of us ended up going into the office. So my pets category was almost 
$5,500. My next biggest category was vacation and travel at $2,800. And a couple things went into this. The biggest thing was $1,500. I had to pay the balance for a meditation retreat that I went on a couple of weeks ago. I had actually forgotten. Like I thought I had already paid for all of it. And then I realized I had only put down a deposit. So I had to pay the rest. And so I was kind of like, oh, I still have to pay that. That's kind of a bummer. And then also the two of us were supposed to go together, but only I went because one of us needed to stay home with the dog who was still recovering from this near death experience with pneumonia. And so I was kind of like extra grouchy about it, but that was a big chunk of it. Uh, A lot of it was we went on a road trip to a wedding. So it was really fun. We, you might remember, just got an EV about six months ago. So it was the first EV road trip that we've been on. It was about an eight hour drive. I had already paid for the hotel. I think I prepaid for it a few months ago because I don't see that on here. But we paid for pet boarding. We paid for to charge the car at stops along the way, paid for some meals, that sort of thing. And then I also put the annual fee for my travel credit card in this category. So that was $550 and that hit this month. And I leave it open because we get enough like perks and miles and whatnot. So I just throw that cost in the credit card. Excuse me. I, I throw that credit card annual fee cost into the vacation budget. Is that the right thing to do? I don't know. That's how I do it. My next biggest category was food. This is always, I think, one of the pieces that is most interesting about anyone's spending recap is how much money they spend on food. And so the total was, I think, about average for us of $1,229. And that includes, so I break things down into a couple different categories. So that's for groceries, restaurants, takeout, alcohol, and coffee shops. Groceries was only $467 for the two of us. That is definitely on the low end. For As a reminder, two adults, like medium feels like a high cost of living city, but I think we're just medium. Two adults don't eat a lot of meat, but also don't really put any effort at all into trying to save money on groceries. I just, I've given up. on that goal. And I just buy the things that I want to eat because what I found is that like, this is probably one of the lowest months we've had in a long time, $467. This, this is partially low because we did a big Costco run like the very last day of August. So that's partly why this is so low. But the difference between having it be low and having it be high is probably like $500 on the low end, $800 on the high end. And the level of effort and sort of perceived sacrifice that I need to go through to get it down closer to $500 is a lot to save $300. That's just me. That's like where I am in my life and my budget. And I know not everyone is there. And I know I'm like super lucky to be in that position. I just think when I look at my budget and I look at the things that are moving the needle, it's not groceries. It's it's vet bills, frankly. (laughs) I was looking at the annual total. I was looking at my annual totals today and I'm going to land around like seven or $8,000 total for vet bills this year, which not like not fun for several reasons. Another big category for us is vacation and travel, home repairs, car repairs, medical bills always end up being a big thing, but an expensive month is always because of something like that. And the swing of $300 up or down in groceries is just a really small percentage of my budget because my budget is pretty high. Like we spend a lot of money. So that's where I am. I'm not saying that's where everyone should be or that's where you need to be or that I'm just reporting that that is where we are. So $467 on groceries. Looks like we only even did two big runs. Like I said, we went to Costco right at the end of August. We did a big run on September 17th and then one on the 26th and then a couple like little, it looks like there's a little like $20, $30 here and there. We were also out of town for a weekend. So anyways, 
restaurants. So I differentiate between restaurants and takeout restaurants being like you go and sit down, usually table service and takeout, not that. So restaurants was $327. And I noticed something interesting. So $200 of that was we went and took these really cool cooking classes, not class, just I guess we both went. So in that sense, it was classes, but it was just one class. We just went one night. It was like a date night. That was around $200. Super fun. We've done it before, but it's been a while. I kind of categorize that under the heading of like experiences, live performances, things that are novel, that create a memory that are fun to do. So that was the bulk of it. And then there was time we went out for burgers, a time we went out for wings, time we went out for tacos, and a time we went out for breakfast. And I was looking at those four things. So basically everything that wasn't the cooking class. And I've said this before, but I know that our pattern is we are going to go out to eat on the way to something else, on the way home from something else. If we're out in the world running errands, doing something, we're probably going to stop and get food. (laughs) It's much less likely that we're both home after work, whatever. And we just think, oh, let's get up and leave the house again and go out to dinner. That happens sometimes. It's definitely not as common. So if I was trying to cut back on eating out, which I'm not, but if I was trying to, that's like a pattern I would be aware of. Again, for me, the difference between a big month of eating out is like $300 versus $150. So I just, that's not an area of focus for me, but I'm looking like these burgers, we were actually out in an event and the food at the event wasn't very good. So we went and got burgers and went back to the event. The wings, we had gone out to this cool sort of theater show and I was hungry. So we stopped and got wings on the way home. Tacos, I don't remember, but I remember we were out in the world and they were on the way. And then breakfast was, we had to, yep. I remember we had an errand that we just had to go drop something off in the morning and got breakfast on the way back. So even though I'm not trying to change my grocery spending habit or my dining out habit, I I do still like to be aware of it. I like to be mindful of what I'm doing and why. So if I ever want to change that behavior down the road, I can be aware of it. I just, I think self-awareness is a good quality to have. It's actually probably one of my favorite qualities in another person and something that I just consider really important. So takeout was 179. I went to McDonald's one time. I've mentioned that a bunch of times. When I have to drive, to work. It's like a 45 minute drive. And I like to stop at McDonald's and give myself a treat. We ordered Thai food takeout one time. We ran through Taco Bell one time. Oh, we got takeout from a restaurant near a park and just went and sat outside and had a little picnic. Got pizza delivered. And yeah, one night when I was home by myself, I Uber Eats a burger and some onion rings, which I almost never do. Uber Eats, DoorDash. I'm just like not a big just so expensive. I'm looking at this. It was $29 for a burger and fries. Like basically, well, it was like a step up from fast food, but that's just so expensive. In my mind, it's not worth it, but we all get to make that choice. Okay. And then I do put coffee shops separate from takeout. I think, I mean, everyone can set up these categories how they want, but for me, I like to do it separately. And I've been talking about, so I love the local coffee shop in our neighborhood. Really want to support them. And some months I look and I'm like, oh, I did not do a good job of going there. But this last month I spent $89 going out for coffee. And it looks like that was one, two, three, four trips to my local coffee shop. And then also three trips to Starbucks. So feel good about that. And lastly, alcohol, the total for alcohol was $165, which is a lot higher than it's been lately. I've really been cutting back despite, in spite of myself. (laughs) And this is, I feel like that used to be normal. And then I've had a bunch of months where it was just zero because I'd kind of stocked up, but okay. So it was $165 total. $15 of that was we went to a show and got two drinks when we were at the show. And then 150 was a stock up. So I went to like the big liquor store 
We were having some people over for dinner and I was just kind of looking in the cabinet and I just didn't have a lot of wine. Actually, I had more than I thought. There was more in a cabinet that I totally forgot to look in, but I didn't have a lot of like wine and beer and the kind of things that people usually want when you have people over for dinner. But then jokes on me, we had these two friends over for dinner. One of them wasn't drinking and then they all, they brought like so much alcohol with them anyways. So does anyone else, do you overdo it? Like if I am having one person over for dinner, I'm like, well, I better just get like three kinds of dessert and four kinds of wine and seven kinds of beer because I don't know what they're going to want and get nervous. I, it's really important to me to be a good host. And I don't think that I'm naturally good at it. I think we all have friends where you can just tell they're, they are an effortless host. I, I have a really good friend who is like that. And we go to her house for dinner all the time, not as much lately, but we used to be over at her house for dinner, like once a week. And she just always seemed to make it look so easy. And I don't think it comes easily for me, but I do put a lot of effort into it. Okay. All right. That's the total. So 1229 total, 467 for groceries, 327 for restaurants, 179 for takeout, $89 for coffee shops, and then 165 for alcohol, which I also put into the food category. I don't know where else you'd put it. The way people uh, categorize their transactions though is so interesting. All right. Those are the big ones. What else? What else? Um, we always do like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 800 to a thousand in charitable giving. And then we also, the only thing I had under gifts, I don't think this is right. It's $192 at the grocery store because I, I did have, when, when I have, when I know someone who has a baby, my way of saying congratulations and I love you and I support you is to bring them like a bunch of food, a, a bunch of, so usually we'll cook one or two things like a pasta dish or a chili or something like that, put it into a bunch of top like we'll just buy new Tupperware for them, put it in, like you can keep this Tupperware. And then a bunch of prepackaged snacks. So like tons of those single serve smoothies, string cheese, nuts, Oreos, veggie straws, and whatever else looks good. I don't think we spent 190 deal. I bet we got some groceries for ourselves and I just maybe like half for friends or something like that. Or maybe we also grabbed some dog food while we were at the store or something. Anyways, giving, that was my only giving category. That was my next biggest category. Home stuff is always a big one. So this month home was 841 total. And then in that is house cleaning for $440. The yard was $222. And then house supplies, I don't track this that closely, honestly, was $179. So it looks like this is toilet paper. I only know it's toilet paper because we have a subscription. Because remember in early pandemic days when you couldn't get toilet paper. And so we signed up for one of those subscriptions where they mail it to you. And so we just still have it years later. Those companies did well, I think. So I can see that's on here. I have a Quip toothbrush, so I have that subscription. And then the rest just say Target and Amazon. And I'm just going to trust that past Liz. Categorize those appropriately. Let's see. I sent $400 to our taxable brokerage. Ooh, health was not bad this month. $350 for doctor medical kind of stuff. And then $48 for my Peloton membership. Driving could have been worse. That was... $370 for tolls and insurance and parking. Oh, but sometimes you got to do it. Utilities was 385. That's electric, water, internet, and then streaming services. And that's really kind of it. Other than the massive pet bill and the like pretty good sized vacation travel budget, everything else was really normal or even on the low end. And I think it all, I swear it always works out for me that way. (laughs) It always feels like the month I kind of have most categories on the low end, something big happens. So I'd like never get credit for kind of having a frugal-ish month, but 
that's okay. That's all right. I think I told you already the total was around $13,000 for everything I just mentioned. That does not include our mortgage on the the low end for us is like four or $5,000. That's kind of as low as it gets. So if you took, let's see, 13,000 minus the pets and the vacation. Yeah. If you took those out, we'd only be at about 4,800, which is like I said, as kind of as low as things go for us. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking, so we did an episode of Inside Out Money. If you don't listen to Inside Out Money, it's this great podcast. It has a set of rotating co-hosts. I am one of the rotating co-hosts and we did a six month spending recap. So we did the first six months of the year and my expenses were a lot higher than the other people participating. But I was like, oh, well, we had kind of a big vet expense at the beginning of the year and some travel. And I was like, that's not going to happen in the second half of the year. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, yep. Yep, it is. I just think this is going to be, I'm hopeful that the rest of the year will be relatively calm, but you can't always plan for emergencies. So I am happy that the money is there and that having to spend it is annoying and not the kind of thing where I need to make some hard decisions or go into debt or anything like that. That's, that's a lucky spot to be in. I'm very aware of that. Our savings rate, as you might expect, was not not super high. I think it was, I plugged it in on another tab somewhere. It was something like 30, 35%, somewhere in between there of what we were able to save. Oh, one last thing. That is all, all of those numbers I gave you. One thing you might have noticed is I didn't talk about our car payment. I say this every time I do this, but we bought a new car about six months ago and I have just been throwing big chunks of cash at it every single month to try to get it paid off. Don't like having a car payment. I don't like paying the interest on it. And I also don't like having to give this disclaimer every time I talk about our spending and be like, oh, that doesn't include the car. So the minimum car payment would be $900, which is so, that is so wild to me. Like that is so high. We never pay $900. I'm always throwing like a few thousand dollars at it. This month we actually got this random escrow refund check. It's a long story. It's it's not, it's just money that we had paid into our escrow that then they paid back to us that then we're going to have to, it's, like I said, it's a long story, but we got this check in the mail for $7,000, which again is not just like free money that we get to have. It's money we had already paid into this account, but it was coming back to us. So I put that towards it. And I think we ended up putting $10,000 total towards the car. I think we have $20,000 left. So once I sell our old car, we'll be really close to paying it off. And I really just want to pay it off this year so that next year's budget is kind of clean slate and with a paid off car. I think that's all I have to say. September was not that interesting from a financial perspective. Let me look at my spreadsheet. It was definitely on the expensive side compared to other months, but other months were more expensive. And our net worth was down because everyone's net worth was down because the market was down. Although our net worth was also down because we had to pay $5,000 in a vet bill. We were talking about, we were doing our money date and I was like, oh, it looks like our net worth is down. Um, and and a good chunk of that is actually this vet bill, but not all of it. Of course, most of it is just the natural ups and downs of the market. I don't mind when the market goes down because that makes my contributions to my taxable brokerage or my 401k. That means I'm buying shares at a cheaper price and I don't mind when it goes up because it's fun to see your net worth go up. So I think we are still hanging around somewhere in the like 65 percent range of the total that I would want us to be at to have both of us feel comfortable retiring, but it goes up and down all the time. And so anyways, I think that that's everything I have to say about September. If you enjoyed this episode, you can definitely share it with a friend. If you had any thoughts about it, if you want to bond over not feeling at ease as a host, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. If you really like this episode, you leave a review on Apple podcast, like the most recent one that I got from Ducky HJ. No, 
Ducky HNJS. I'm sorry, Ducky. Ducky HNJS, who said, really appreciate this practical approach to money. Actually useful and funny. Thanks for saying I'm funny and useful. Those are like two of my favorite ways to feel. So I really appreciate you. You haven't left a review. I'm at 73. And how fun would it be to get to 100? Really fun. You don't have to. I mean, I'm just happy that you're listening. And you're listening like all the way to the end even. I appreciate that. All right. That's all I got. Talk to you later, friends. Mm -hmm.